This is the Sunday morning message broadcast from Church of God Holiness in El Dorado Springs.
wanted to mention that uh, the service for J.C. Marshall will be here tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, and then the service for Barbara Barker will be here as well at 3 o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon. So just uh, for your information there. You've heard a lot about our children's department over the past month as we've looked at March Mania. Um, I'm thankful that God has also blessed us with an amazing youth department. Get above the kids and uh, Pastor Jim and Miss Cindy, they uh, work faithfully. And a lot of stuff goes on that uh, we never hear about. Friday evening, for example, they took a, a group to Sky Zone in Springfield and and had a great time. And Wednesdays, if you've never been here on Wednesdays, you see this place just full of um, some well-behaved young people and some not so well-behaved. But uh, these are young people that need Jesus. And we are blessed to have a youth pastor that wears a lot of hats. He's so talented, and you've seen some of his talents. But before he preaches, I thought I would just present to you one of the talents that you may not know that he had. Go ahead and roll that, guys, and then Jim will speak to us. Somebody commented on Facebook and said, I want your job. And I do. I love my job. It's actually the hardest part of my job. The rest of the time I sit in the pastoral hot tub and eat fruit snacks. So, <clears throat> Not really. Just for the record, not really. Because I know some of you. Did you know that youth pastor? He sits in the hot tub all day. <laughs> Today I'm, I want to talk to you. For real, uh, this isn't a joke at all. I want to talk to you about relationships, and we're going to call it Love Ninja. And uh, the reason we're calling it Love Ninja, we've been doing this series in youth group called Love Ninja. And the idea behind this is the Bible has a lot to say about relationships. Um, marriage relationships, friends, family relationships, all that kind of thing. The reason, I believe, is that so many people stink at relationships. Good people, smart people, just don't have a clue when it comes to relationships. I definitely am one of those, and I'm trying to learn more about how to do relationships right. And so we've done this series in youth group over the past month or two where um, we're talking about relationships, and, but the idea behind calling it Love Ninja, and that, don't worry, I'm not teaching you a youth group message. This is, this is a message for, for this group today. But you can learn the moves. You can learn some tricks, you know, for relationships, but you only really like if, if you're, if you're training to be a martial arts expert, a ninja, whatever you want to call it, you can learn some moves and get better at defending yourself, but you can only truly become a master, become a ninja. If it goes into who you are, that you get the soul of the ninja, right? And so today the idea behind this, yeah, it's a gimmick because it's for youth group, but the idea behind this is we can teach you some skills about relationships, but you will only really, truly get good at relationships if you let Jesus change you from the inside out and that your soul becomes different. And the Bible talks so much about this, about how when you are transformed, then you truly become better at relationships with husband and wife, with your family, your kids, your co-workers, your whoever, and also with God himself. 
But today I want to focus, and this is very practical, on some things that will mess you up in your relationships if you don't pay attention to them. And, you know, the, most of the stuff I'm going to teach you today is stuff that most people know, but ignore. And it's weird because this isn't going to seem like groundbreaking stuff, but most of us know this, but most of us also tend to ignore it most of the time, like I do. And it's just, it messes up our relationships. So the, the truth that I want to look at first is men and women don't just have different parts. Uh, we don't, we, we're not just different physically. We also think and react differently, and we even speak a different language when it comes to relationships. We're using the same words, same dictionary definitions, but the meanings are different. Most of you know that, but you maybe also forget about it when it counts. And that can make all the difference in our relationships. Let me tell you what I mean. I've done some mission trips where I've gotten to go to another country. And just a few times, I've had the privilege of preaching in a place where I had to have my message translated by an interpreter into another language. And, you know, that the interpreter would translate the, the words that I was saying. But one thing I realized, uh, especially in developing nations, and we, I preached once in a slum in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, called Delmas, where they had a partially built church, but they were meeting underneath the concrete floor in this like cave-like basement with a mud floor. And I uh, had a kerosene lantern. It was just this dark cave-like place. And we kind of went around the side of this skeleton of a building and there's a hole knocked in the concrete block wall and we went in there and we thought this is the church and yeah there's people just as your eyes adjust to the darkness you see these people just waiting to worship and um and i realized when i was preaching in that situation my interpreter would interpret my words into creole french but i couldn't just preach the same message use the same stories and illustrations that i would here with y'all right because if I, if I gave an illustration that, that the interpreter could translate, but I would say, you know, maybe if you're dealing with anger problems, if I would say, you know, it doesn't just get you when you go to McDonald's and you're in the drive through line and somebody whips into that second entrance and cuts in the line, when clearly the drive through line goes down the side of the building and they come in that second entrance and just cut in front of you. How rude is that? Now, I could use that illustration here with you, right? But if I use that in Domus in Port-au-Prince, the interpreter could translate my words, but the, the, the cultural translation would be missing because they have no idea what that's like. Most of them have no cars. There's no McDonald's, there's like one McDonald's in the entire nation and I don't think it has a drive through And so there's a thought language translation. There's a cultural and thought language translation that's needed there. And the same thing happens in our relationships. Between men and women, we often have thought language differences that need translations. Because we can be using the same words, we don't need an interpreter of our language, but the same words have different meanings often between men and women. This is important because if we demand that our way is right, then we are not truly being loving. The scripture talks about love being selfless, that love gives and so if we are truly going to love each other the way Jesus calls us to, we have to pay attention to some of these things. So let's, let's go through just a few of these real quick. Whether you're married or single, this stuff is very important. It applies in dating, but it also applies to all of our male-female interactions. 
Some ways that men and women's thought language tend to be different. I realize there are exceptions to these rules, but tendency goes this way. First, women are relational, but men are physical. I see this very clearly in junior high youth group. If you ever come to junior high youth group up there at the Christian school gym and just watch, you see the girls all want to group together in flocks, whether they're you know playing games or especially going to the bathroom, right? Girls all go to the bathroom in flocks. And guys just stand out there and they're like, why do they do that? And uh, I, I think probably because they want to talk about the guys. I don't know. But, uh, but men, women are relational. Men are physical. In the junior high youth group, the guys aren't all grouping up in flocks. They're like tackling each other and hitting each other in the face with a basketball. And they get suspended. And like Matthew and Josh and, and, uh, and the other leaders and I, we you know, have to get after them for it. But think about this. Ladies. If you walk past a man and you just kind of brush his arm with your hand and go, hey, to you, it might be just saying, hey, but that touch just made him go. <laughs> and I, I realize this varies with the individual, but women, if you if you touch a guy, he's thinking, Whoa. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying he's weird. He's not thinking about, you know, nasty stuff, but he is very physical and it means something when you touch him. Second difference. Women talk, men look. Now, I'm not saying women talk too much. That's the stereotype, right? But it doesn't mean that women talk too much. It means that they like to get their emotions out there in words. They like to talk out their feelings about things in general, how they feel about their experiences. And men don't naturally do this, even though they might need to do this. They don't naturally do this. Cindy and I talked about this once. Randy Jones asked me a couple of years ago, uh, if he could have a break from teaching the high school Sunday school class over the summer. And he's been teaching this for years and years, very faithful teacher, good teacher. But he asked me if he could have a break from teaching over the summer one year. And I was, I was good with that. Um, so I found somebody who agreed to do it for the summer. And I sent Randy a text message and I said, you know, we've got this new person. They're going to start the first Sunday after school lets out. Is that okay? And he texted me back and he just said two words. That's great. Done. Now, Cindy asked me if I had told Randy that I got the sub, and I said I had. And she asked what, I had, what he had said about that. So I said, he said, that's great. And so then she asked me how Randy felt about it. I didn't have any idea how he felt about it. I, I mean, my goal in that conversation was give information, information acknowledged. It's checked off the list. I don't have to worry about it anymore, Right? And Cindy's goal, if she had been in my place in that conversation, would have been to talk out how Randy felt about that, you know? She would have made sure that he knew how grateful we were that he's been teaching so long. And I'm grateful. I care about that stuff. But it didn't occur to me to have a feelings conversation about it with Randy. I just gave him the info, made sure he was okay with it, done, right? Women talk, men look. I saw a high school guy once check out a mannequin in a store, okay? <laughs> this mannequin had no arms. This mannequin had no head. But it was obviously a female mannequin. And it had no arms, no head, didn't matter to that dude because men are visual. Men look at things. And not to get too awkward here, but men are very easily visually turned on. And... It is, men, it is our problem to keep our eyes and our minds in the right place. And I realize I'm talking to guys from young to old, 
But it doesn't matter how young or how old you are. Men, keep your eyes, keep your mind in the right place. Amen? And I found that you cannot do that unless your heart is surrendered to Jesus. I mean, you can do better for a while, but eventually your eyes, your mind, your heart are going to go in the wrong direction unless you're surrendered to Jesus. Ladies, men are very easily visually turned on. And it is his responsibility to keep his eyes and his mind in the right place. But let me also tell you, ladies, you have the option to help us with that. And I am not going to pile on with all these people who say, you know, the victims of sexual abuse, sexual assault, rape, all that, it was their fault. No, 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 no. It was never their fault. But ladies, what I will say is, if you want to help men do better at this, if you have an option, you're, you're putting together an outfit, there's two ways to do it, and one way is just a little more vavoom than the other, <laughs> help us out, ladies. It's your choice. Because, yes, it's the guy's responsibility to keep his eyes and his mind in the right place. But if you are on purpose leading his eyes in the wrong direction, you're not helping. You know what I mean? Next thing. Women combine thinking and feeling. Men separate thinking and emotion. The two halves of women's brains work together. You've probably read about this. There's this thing called the corpus callosum right down the center of your brain that, that joins the two hemispheres of your brain. And simplifying this way down, at puberty, guys have this thing that like floods it and basically fries those connections, uh, for the most part, between the two halves of our brains. So while women think and feel and everything all at once, guys like have this thinking box and a feeling box, right? And now you talk about women's intuition, and it's a real thing. Because women, when they feel very strongly about something, they'll think and feel all at once and they'll intrinsically know that there's a right thing to do, a right way to react about a situation. And most of the time, they're right. They can't explain to you guys the linear logic that got them there. Most of the time, though, they're right. And ladies, you may not understand in a stressful situation uh, that you know he needs to put aside his strong emotions to think it all out. If he's going through something very intense and he seems distant or won't talk about it or even needs to be alone, let him. Give him, give him some time, put his emotions in one box, his thinking in another box, and think it all out. We see a lot of conflict over this right here, especially in tragedy. Women do not understand, and guys, this is, again, it's part of our responsibility to, to communicate even when we don't feel like it. But women do not understand why when a tragedy happens, when serious grief is going on, why their husband or another man in their life is grieving so vastly differently from the way they are. This causes a ton of conflict in relationships. But if you are going to be selfless in your relationships, ladies, give him some space, let him think it out. Guys, if she needs to feel and think and, and go and process it all at once, you got to be patient and listen. Be selfless in our relationships. So, we don't understand each other's thought language on this, and it causes conflicts. The last and possibly most important, and I could do a lot more of these, but for time, the last and possibly most important thought language difference is this. Women need love. Men need respect. And this one is huge. And ladies, this may be hard for you to understand, because major surveys have been done on this, and nationally, three out of four men responded this way. If you're given a choice, you have to choose, will you live your life alone and unloved or 
being disrespected and feeling inadequate for the rest of your life. Three out of four men chose to be alone and unloved. Because if we have respect, if we feel adequate, like we can accomplish things, then we feel like we can make it. Three out of four men responded that way. Women are often better at showing love than they are at showing respect. And this causes huge amounts of conflict because men will hear a a lady say that she feels unloved in some way and what he hears is that she doesn't respect him, that he's inadequate, that he's a failure. And women, your respect is huge to a man. He needs to feel your respect. And when he feels disrespected, surveys also show this, men clearly believe that women know that they feel disrespected and that they may be doing it on purpose. Even though, ladies, even though you're maybe trying to be very loving, if he doesn't feel respect from you, he's not getting that love communicated to him. Um, Could talk a lot more about that, but sometimes you have to realize, you know, he needs to feel your respect. And and even women who have been married a long time often don't realize that disrespect is what they're communicating. But men listen to the other side of this, women need love. And sometimes you don't realize that the way to communicate that is not by just saying it. And I even struggle with this. It's dumb, but I even struggle with saying I love you. Those three words, I struggle with them. Um, I say it pretty well to Cindy and my kids now, but if I ever tell the rest of you, I've said this before to some of you, if I ever tell you I love you, you better write it down and just remember it because that's all you're going to get. I will notify you if I change my mind, right? (laughs) But... I struggle with even saying it. But guys, even way beyond saying it, sometimes we don't understand how to communicate our love. It's not just by saying it. Sometimes you have to communicate love in a much more mysterious way. And we'll get to that in just a second. But this whole love and respect thing, uh, there's a really important, groundbreaking, modern classic book on this that's just called Love and Respect. Easy to remember, right? Uh, Dr. Emerson Egrix, that's not nearly as easy to remember or to spell. But... The book is just called Love and Respect. But let's, let's dive into Ephesians chapter 5 here for a sec. Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 25. says this, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Remember we talk about love is selflessness. And Jesus is the ultimate example of this. Selflessness, sacrifice. Okay? This is why we pay attention to these thought language differences. We don't just say, I'm how I am, you deal with me or you don't get me. Right? We be selfless about this. Okay? Uh, Verse 28, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body. But they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. And this verse 31 is a quote from the Old Testament. It says, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. And then verse 33 is the verse I really want you to pay attention to. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Did you notice that that passage never told the wives to love their husbands? Because any, the average wife, the average decent wife, is going to love her husband. She's built that way. It's natural. She loves her husband. And a man 
naturally is built to communicate respect. But it says, husbands, love your wives. Work on communicating love to your wife. Wives, respect your husband. Communicate respect to him. So how do we navigate all these differences in thought language? Two little segments that may be kind of offensive to you that we're going to go through the rest of this time. So first of all, the two big questions. The first one is, why are men jerks? Uh, Guys, just face it. We can be pretty insensitive and clueless sometimes about what's going on with a lady's emotions. And you might feel like I'm picking on you or I'm blowing our cover for a little bit. I'm supposed to be on your side, right? But we're about to get to the question, the other offensive question, which is why are women weird? So guys, hang on and listen. You might learn something. Ladies, pay attention for a little bit. There are several reasons why men really seem like jerks, ladies. And here are just a few of them. First reason, they might just be a jerk. It's unfortunately true that a lot of men have just never been taught any better. They have women around them who enable their bad behavior, so they're just jerks. My best advice for how to deal with men like this, just stay away. I've seen this over and over where a really great high school age girl dates some guy who is clearly a jerk. And everybody around is like, why is that awesome girl with that jerk? I don't know. Don't do it. Um, Just stay away. If you're already married to him, then we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But you're not going to change a jerk if you get with him, ladies. you, You who are single, pay attention to this. You're not going to change him. I see all these nice girls who say, Oh, nobody understands him. He's had a really rough life. I don't care what kind of understanding he does or doesn't have or what kind of rough life he has or hasn't had. If he's a jerk, the best hope for him to change is that nobody will be around him, so he has to change. You can't change him, ladies. That's a tendency that a lot of women have is to try to be the changer. When you do that, you become like his mom, and that's a really weird psychological thing to have in a relationship. Some guys are just jerks. Don't marry a jerk. But sometimes, even the good men can really seem like jerks. Even the guys who really seem to care about you will sometimes come off as insensitive or cruel. So why is that? Ladies, the next reason a guy might seem like a jerk is they don't know how to communicate love. Men, you're going to learn something in this part too. Ladies, ask the question to you. He says he loves me, so why is he fill in the blank? Jerk behavior. Well, sometimes he is just a jerk, but sometimes he just doesn't know how to communicate love. Sometimes he'll say something to you that seems incredibly insensitive, but he's actually trying to say something nice and loving. But he doesn't realize how to communicate love. Men, here's how you communicate love. Listen well. The way to a girl's heart is through your ears. Listen first. Then after you've heard her words, listen to her feelings. Listen, listen, listen. Lots of men worry so much about what to say. And you do have to say some things, but stop stop worrying so much about talking. Start practicing your listening. That communicates that you love her much more effectively. Men, here's how to listen well. Just a few quick steps here. First, think about her, not about how right or wrong you are or worrying if you look dumb. Think about her. What's going on in her life? 
in her family, her job situation, her friendships. What's stressing her out? What makes her happy? Think about her. Second, ask good questions. If she's talking, you're not, right? And you're not going to say anything dumb if you're not talking, right? Ask good questions. Listen. Um, you, you ask good questions. Find out what she's thinking, feeling, not just try to defend yourself. Don't make yourself look good. Remember, don't think about her, not about you. Third, listen to her answers. Obviously, duh. The basics for being a good listener is this. Making sure she knows you're listening. Make eye contact. It's not a staring contest, but you make eye contact. I'm kind of terrible at eye contact. It's okay to, you know, look away for a sec. Don't just, it's not like a deer in the headlights stare. But make eye contact with her. And then this next step is so important. In case your phone in concrete for the entire conversation. Ladies, can I get a what, what on that or something? Yeah. It, do not look at your phone while you're talking to your wife, guys. I'm... Okay. I do this. I'm sorry. The other day, this is like two weeks ago, Cindy and her brother and I were having this conversation, and I was totally engrossed in something on my phone, some article, I don't know. And Cindy, you know, I just kind of throw into the conversation little conversational bombs I was throwing in occasionally. And like, I didn't realize how deeply Cindy was feeling about this until she kind of abruptly got up and walked out of the room. And I like look up and I was like, replay the conversation back. Uh Uh-oh. And I realized I was looking at my phone the entire time when she was actually feeling really deeply about something. And I was like, oh no. And her brother just looks at me, like raises his eyebrows. And I was like, and, and she wasn't mad. She wasn't overreacting in any way. But she was feeling very deeply about something, and I had missed it because I was looking at my phone. Guys, you've got to pay attention, pick up on those cues, and have this thing where you just, like, slam your phone down on the floor and put your foot on it if you have to. Like, it only comes out to silence the ringer. And then put it down. The same applies to all other screens, too. Guys, I don't care if it's bottom of the ninth, like... One out, runners on first and third, they're down one run, and the closer's starting to wobble, and, I mean, any pitch could end this thing. If she's talking to you, if it's something that matters, I don't care if it is the bottom of the ninth, no screens, no phones, no TV, shut it down. Listen. Screens are out. Next step, listen to the feelings hiding in her words. This is advanced listening. Only a few men in a thousand can do this successfully. I'm not that good at it. I do okay at it when somebody comes to me and they're saying, Jim, can I talk to you about something? Then I'm like, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's talk time. And so I, you know, Jim, listen like there's no tomorrow, buddy. And then, then I do okay at it, right? But when it's just some other situation, like a youth group girl comes up to me and she wants to talk about something serious, But there's like the guys across the room that are like balancing a toddler on a stack of trash cans trying to break their previous height record. And like, you know, a youth group girl coming up really feeling deeply about something and I totally miss it because dude's stacking trash cans on a toddler, you know. So it's like, this is difficult. This is next level listening. If you can do this right, it's superpower listening. Listening that will amaze your friends and terrify your enemies. But don't just listen to her answers. You try to figure out how she's feeling about those answers. And if you aren't sure, you just wait. Give her a little bit. Maybe she'll explain more. And if she doesn't, ask her another good question. 
Ask her how that makes her feel. Not every time. How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? That's weird. But if you aren't sure what, if, if you sense that there's more going on and you're not sure what it is, think hard. Take your time. Think hard. And then ask a good question about it. Next, this one is so important. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to fix it. I do this one too. All the time. Most men think, you know, why would I tell somebody about a problem unless I want advice for fixing it? You know, well, I got your solution right here. Here's what you do. You go in there, you tell them how you feel about it. Boom, problem solved, done. Now let's go eat, right? Guys, don't try to fix it. Don't try to fix it. Most women don't think about sharing their problems with you in the way of looking for advice. Their brains work together both halves already. They already know what to do. They just want some empathy. They want, they want you to, to walk through this with them. And, you know, they, they, and then most of them want you to ask what they need from you, not just to like jump in with a solution. Okay, here's a scenario to check on your listening skills, okay? Uh, wife comes in with, you know, her lips trembling and tells you her boss yelled at her in front of her coworkers. And do you, number one, say, huh? Hey, you want to go to Simone's and get some shakes? Number two, do you say, you've got to stand up to your boss. Tell her what you, tell her what, what she really is and tell her you're going to quit if she does that to you again. Okay, that's number two. Number three, do you say, and that is really unfair pressure to put on you and in front of everybody else too. You've been sacrificing a lot for that job. So how did that affect the rest of your day? How are you doing now? Okay, which of those answers do you choose? Unfortunately, a lot of the time, I choose the first two. I'm trying to get better. And a bonus answer would be, you answer number three, you know, ask her how it messed with her day, and then you go to Simone's and get shakes anyway, right? <laughs> Simone's is going to get some business this week. Next reason, men are jerks. Next reason, they think they're being disrespected. And this goes back to that love and respect thing. In a relationship conflict, listen, crying is often a woman's response to feeling unloved and anger is often a man's response to feeling disrespected. Ephesians tells the husband to love his wife. It tells the wife to respect her husband, but it applies to more than just spouses, co-workers, friends of the opposite gender. Very important. When men feel disrespected, they're going to act like jerks most of the time. And most of the time you may not realize you're making him feel disrespected. You might feel like he needs to have his massive ego knocked down a notch or two. But the truth is the male ego is pretty fragile when it comes to a lady whose opinion matters to him. And it's kind of weird, but ladies, often when a guy is being a jerk to you, it's because your opinion actually matters to him. Like you're, he wants you to have a good opinion of him. Unless he's just a jerk, in which case he's just a jerk, right? But if a guy insults me, I can give it right back. No problem. But if a lady whose opinion really matters to me, if she insults me, I have no comeback except being a jerk. Right? And it's because I feel disrespected and I get all defensive about that. Ladies, if you ever decide to confront a man about something he's doing wrong, you need to be so careful. Make sure you clearly say that you know he really is a solid guy. Or at least that he can become a solid guy. And leave him feeling respected about who he is, even if what he's doing isn't the best. Think about a lady going to a car repair shop, sticking her finger in a mechanic's face and just saying, you know, I know you're trying to rip me off and 
if you lying crooks don't get it right the first time, or if you charge me one cent more than it's worth, my lawyer is going to take this whole place. You'll never work in this town again. You understand that, Mr. Body Odor? Right? So then, what if instead she goes up and she says, you know, I'm really nervous about this repair being done right. I've had some trouble with people fixing things on my car that really didn't need to be fixed and I couldn't afford it. And you guys are the experts here. And I have friends who have had really good experiences here, so that's why I'm trusting you with my car. Can you please just let me know what it'll cost ahead of time so I can decide what, what I can afford to do? Which one's going to get better results, right? You show respect and you'll get much better results. The next reason men are often jerks is that they might just be trying to be funny. Guys, we get ourselves in so much trouble on this one. This, I do this oh, I do this so much. I try to be funny because I'm nervous or I'm trying to impress people or, and, and I just don't know how to do it. And I made so many girls mad in school. Like there's, there's one girl that I'm sure if she saw me yet today, this was in eighth grade I did this thing to her and trying to be funny. And if she saw me today, she'd probably like start sobbing and run away. I, I mean, I really hurt her bad. I don't have time to tell you that story. It's a pretty terrible story anyway. But sometimes guys, we're trying to be funny and we just, we, we just come off as being jerks. And again, ladies, if he's trying to be funny and it seems like he's a jerk, he might just be a jerk. But then again, he might be nervous. He might be, you know, whatever, trying to impress you. But then Again, it goes back to men needing to be respected because when we can make people laugh, we feel respected, right? Sometimes it fails. The final reason men are jerks is that they just don't understand how women think. Ladies, you are so pretty and cool and you smell so good, but sometimes you don't make any sense. And that's just how it is. And that brings us to the next offensive question. Why are women weird? Ladies, we can't figure you out sometimes, so guys, let's go through four reasons why women are weird sometimes. And guys, you know what I'm talking about. She was like standing close to you and touching your arm and laughing at your jokes in the morning, but you walk past her in the living room in the afternoon and smile at her, and she stares you down with this death glare and like flips her hair and looks away. What happened? First, it might be your fault, even if you don't realize you did it. Guys... Admit it, sometimes, or even a lot of the time, we're totally clueless about the ways that we say and do things that can really hurt women. And your first reaction might be to get mad because you think it was unreasonable for her to be hurt by what you did. And your response, you know, you know how could you make such a big deal out of this? You know, that you're so irrational. If you're just going to be crazy like this all the time, I don't know if I can be with you. You know, how many guys have grabbed the steering wheel of their relationship and just run it into a ditch in like three seconds flat on this one? Because, you know, you're just so irrational. Why are you hurt by this? Because the guy's feeling disrespected and he feels the need to defend himself. And guys, don't do that. Don't do that. Listen very carefully here. Guys, it doesn't matter if her being hurt by you is irrational to you or not. If you hurt her, own up to it and apologize. Men, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. You don't get to decide what hurts her and what doesn't. You don't get to decide that. Hopefully you weren't trying to hurt her. Obviously, most of the time you weren't trying to. Most of the guys here, I think they're fairly stand-up guys, and they're not going to try to hurt her. Most of the time you had good intentions. But if you hurt her, do the selfless, loving thing. Apologize. Be man enough to admit that your actions caused hurt. Then if she needs some distance, just leave her alone for a while. Let her know that you're there and you want to listen when she's ready. Don't be pushy. Second reason. Sometimes women seem weird 
because of something going on inside her. Women and men and every human on earth can feel really insecure about relationships. But women sometimes, I'm sorry, I skipped one, didn't I? Something going on in her life. It's not about you. Maybe she found out she got a bad job evaluation. She had a friend tell her secret to somebody. Somebody texted her and unfairly blamed her for something. When she saw you in the living room and it didn't make sense, she didn't even really see you. She didn't notice you were there at all. She ignored you because she was buried in something else going on. Sometimes it's not about you. In these cases, just wait it out. Be pleasant. Be a gentleman. Take opportunities to serve her. And don't be pushy. She'll come around maybe. Third reason. Sometimes women are weird because of something going on inside her. We can feel insecure about our relationships. But women sometimes will have these doubts about a relationship or about you guys. And in surveys, women said that they sometimes test those by kind of pulling back or going cold for a while just to see if they can trust you. And in that situation, you have no way of knowing that's what it is, but just wait it out, be pleasant, be a gentleman, serve her, be willing to listen, and don't be pushy. She'll have to decide on her own if she can trust you. Be trustworthy enough to let her work through that. Fourth, sometimes women are weird because hormones, once a month especially. But guys, be really careful here, okay? Some part of the woman knows that she's being unreasonable if this is what the problem is. And they'll come around. Be pleasant, be a gentleman, serve her, be willing to listen, don't be pushy. Do not, I repeat, do not ask her if it's that time of the month. (laughs) That question maximizes the craziness, guys. Dudes who ask that question are found with their lifeless bodies tied up behind a dumpster with like a thousand stab wounds from a purple ink pen, right? Do not ask that question. Only first class colossal idiots ask that question. If you've ever asked that question, apologize now and never do it again. It's especially dumb early on, but even if you've been married for years, don't ask that question. Because men automatically assume way too often that this is the problem. When really, it's something you did most of the time, guys. But we just go automatically to this. Oh, is it that time of the month? Yeah. Because it can't possibly be something I did. You know? And we get all defensive. But be, you don't know, maybe this is the problem. But if so, be pleasant. Be a gentleman. Serve her. Be willing to listen. Give her space. When she's ready, she'll come around. If you can master this, you know, the... The cramps and the mood swings will end pretty soon and she'll respect you if you, stuck it, if you stuck it out. Something in common with all these ways that women seem to be weird, the response is the same. You don't know why, which one it is, but the response is the same in all of them. Be pleasant, serve her, be a gentleman, be willing to listen, don't be pushy. Give her enough space, but be there and be ready to listen when she's ready to talk. Master that and you'll go a long way. Let's wrap up with this, the soul of the ninja, because as I said, I can teach you some tricks, but until you get the heart right, until you get the soul right, it's all just going to be tricks, right? Ephesians 4.32 boils all this down to one idea. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Jesus is ultimately, obviously, he's ultimately the example of love. Love is sacrificial, forgiving, kind, compassionate. Jesus invented all that stuff. His example is the greatest example in the universe for how to really love. 
And men, women, we don't have to wonder if He really loves us. He does. He proved it. He gave Himself for us. And we, you know, if you haven't decided to go all, the, go all in with Him by confessing your sins and surrendering your life to Him, we'd love to talk to you about that. That's what we're all about here. You know, I want to help you be better at relationships because the Bible spends a lot of time talking about that. So it's, I know it's important. But way, be, way more than being better at relationships, the absolute best advice I can give you is let Jesus clean your heart out. Let Him cleanse you of yourself. Because if we can get rid of selfishness, then we can master the selflessness that's necessary for successful relationships. Best advice I can give you is follow Jesus' example. Follow Him. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank You that You can help us with these ways that we don't understand each other all the time. God, I pray that we would be selfless. We'd remember that love is patient and kind and that doesn't keep a record of wrongs and and that we would not be, that we as men would not be defensive and trying to defend our honor all the time and, and just end up being a jerk, but that we would be compassionate, that we would love our wives and we'd communicate that well. God, I pray for the marriages in this room. Would you protect them? Would you, in the name of Jesus, God, would you destroy the plans of the devil as he tries to mess up our families and our marriages and would you make our church into an example in this community of, of uh, how it's possible to have solid, strong marriages and strong families? And God, if we've messed up, if, we've, if we have a terrible history in relationships, I know that there's forgiveness and there's cleansing and there's a new start available to us if, if that's our history. And I thank you that it is never too late when we're talking about uh, when, when Jesus is involved. And God, I, I pray that if there's somebody here today that maybe this message just really made them feel bad um, because they've really, been, they've really been treated wrong their whole lives, then God, I, I pray that you would heal their hearts and that you would assure them that it's never too late. And I thank you that you are the ultimate example of selfless love. I thank you for giving yourself for us. God, you are Lord of all. And I pray that we would have the courage to release control of our relationships to you. Thank you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming, everybody. Have a great week. You're dismissed. You've been listening to the Sunday morning message broadcast from Church of God Holiness in El Dorado Springs. Our messages are archived at www.eldochurch.com or to order compact discs or DVD videos of the messages, call the church at 417-876-2200. Thank you for listening.